Hello and welcome to the Year We Started Podcast. It's a podcast born Phoenix-like from the ashes of last year's podcast. I am your co-host, Jeff. And I am your your Nick. I almost said I am your co-host, Nick, and that is not true. But, Nick, I had just mm-hmm. closed the picture of the donut that I can still hear you yeah. slightly I'm figuring like, out got, a way past. No, I got I, it's out of reach, and I got crumbs... I got crumbs oh, in my gosh. mouth. I'm just like, yeah. So which which one was it specifically, Nick? Out of your oh, bougie, uh, uh, they got that blueberry. Oh, it's so bougie. But but dude, what I love about this is that it's bougie, but it's still only four bucks. Like, oh yeah, uh, I, I'm chilling. I I would pay four dollars to interrupt a podcast with your delicious delicious donut eating as well. Um, anyways, this is a podcast where we talk about donuts and kicking back and uh, blah blah blah. Uh, but yeah, we're we just like to talk about some of the things that are interesting to us. Man, what a what a flawless flawless intro I've I've sewn together. Nailed it. Amongst you could, these, you could have just skipped the <laughs> skip the last part. You almost had it, but it's good. It good. Oh gosh, I could have, but I didn't, and we'll always have to live with that. Uh, Nick. Thoughts on scary movies. Let's start there. I think this gets us into it nice and easy. I scary have never movies? really been into scary movies. Um, I kind of got like overexposed. Like my oldest, my older sisters both like scary movies. So, you know, I was like one of those kids who watched a bunch when I was like 10 because mm-hmm. like, oh, my sisters are watching it. I want to be cool. And then I just kind of fell off. So I, I kind of just don't have an special affinity for them. Is it? Like just here, okay. Here, here, Nick. I just I, I want to bare my soul a little bit here. For the longest oh, yeah. time, I've always said like I don't really like scary movies because I think that it's kind of cheap just to try to get a you know jump scare here and there, and the plot's all stupid. Uh, blah blah blah. <laughs> like what 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 is the reason though? Before I get into it, why do you not like scary movies, yeah, Nick? I I think that's the thing is I think I have a hard time finding scary movies that are actually good and actually saying something or whatever, as opposed to just uh just like either gore films or just like like you said just just cheap tactics um like so when i was in high school did you watch a lot of saw did you like saw i've watched no but i did watch at least part of the first saw probably at some point in like yeah middle school or something like that for sure so i i watched like two or three saw films and uh, or I, rather, I enjoyed the first two or three Saw films. And oh, super, enjoyed. Like, That's a very to... strong word, Nick. I mean, you know. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I, I liked the first two or three Saw films, um, but, like, I was also like, well, it's kind of, like, you know, the, the term I would use now is, like, it's very self-indulgent with the with the gore and, the, like, the murder mm-hmm. and crap. And then it, they just are like, oh, well, we could just make this a series forever. And they just, like, it goes completely off the rails. Uh, in the same thing, uh, not the same thing, but I tried to watch some of the Final Destinations when I was in high school too. Oh gosh! And yeah, they're so bad. They're just so like, oh no! I watched if- some. <laughs> I watched some random Final <laughs> Destination movie when I was uh, in high school or slightly after when I was working at Blockbuster, and like, here's the thing. I listened to the trailer for many movies, uh, Final Destination, that is one of them on repeat for hours upon hours like every probably oh, any movie that was on that freaking vhs that we would watch i never thought of that as like an intrinsic part of the blockbuster experience oh no so there is <laughs> yeah so there whatever uh final destination it was where there was like a roller coaster and something something i don't remember the details but i remember that roller coaster preview scene like i probably listened <laughs> slash heard that upwards of like 
30,000 times if I had to guess. Like, and I say that as a high number, it probably could even be higher than that. Like, so you know how some many people times. can like pull up, like, some people when they hear a song, or like, obviously, when you hear a song, you can like remember the lyrics, even if you haven't heard the song in a long time. And some people can do that where they can just quote freaking uh movies like line by line all the way through in my mind there's just like a couple of like key late 2000s mid 2000s freaking movies that you would just be able to oh, nail gosh. every part of the trailer like the trailer i like- <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing of it is is like it was like kind of toward the end days of blockbuster where they probably used to have a lot more like like a higher pace of rotation of their previews mm-hmm. uh another movie that was bad like this was freaking borat which i've never actually watched the movie of but the freaking <laughs> <laughs> trailer where he says my wife has literally been burned into my head it's so, like i can't help anytime anybody says my wife i, I literally can't think of anything else other than you just get a thousand miles stare like you get the 10 mile stare or whatever it's called the my wife Oh Which I said we could never do accents on here, but I feel like impressions where you've had to listen to it like thousands you, of times. If you do an impression of Borat, I think that's allowed. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll we'll see what the editor says. Please, it should be allowed. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see. It's the only one. Um, but no, okay. So I, I bring all of that up to tell you, Nick, I used to say the reasons why I didn't like scary movies was because the plot was like a little bit, you know, a little shallow mm-hmm. Uh, and stuff like that. Nick, the reason why I don't like scary movies is because I get scared so easily. <laughs> and not like like scared is like, oh man, I'm I'm scared of the dark. But my and God bless her, my wife has put up with me to this uh these last ten years. I am the easiest person to make jump ever. And so, like, shows like horror films that, like, lean on jump scares are literally my worst nightmare, Nick. Like, I could be, like, (laughs) randomly cooking something and my wife could say, like, hey, what time do you think it'll be done? I will literally jump out of my skin if I did not see her coming up behind me beforehand. It is, like, (laughs) the most embarrassing thing ever. Uh, So, if you can imagine a world in which, you know, I get scared by my wife coming up behind me and asking when dinner is going to be ready uh-huh. to have uh-huh. a a genre of film that is for better or worse built upon the fact that it will make you scared and oftentimes leans on the the sudden jump scare i know how bad i like i'm comfortable enough with myself now i know that so that is the reason i'm susceptible why. to jump scares but like it doesn't like bother me like after like that first initial beat i'm like yeah why do you do that I hate that. No. Everyone hates that. Nobody likes that. You know I, I mean? like for I, for oh. me for me it's like if if you like shouted my name when I wasn't expecting it, it would take me a good five seconds to get over it. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it, oh my God. it's not a thing where like oh why did you do that to me? It's like <gasps> I like I have to try to figure out how to breathe again. Uh, it's it's not good. Um, so no, I, I Nick, like- I I. I want to say that there's like the reason why I don't like scary movies is because I think it's shallow and blah, blah, blah. Nick, the reason is because I, I do not like the feeling of being scared <laughs> and having to, you know, carry the extra pair of pants everywhere I go. I want to bring back. It's been a while, Nick. I want to bring back the segment. Of I saw, I saw the acronym. This I week I hurt saying. myself. Um, <laughs> and so you started off with such a good, it feel good vibe just want to let you know <laughs> very well I, I spoiler alert the, the injuries were minor but the okay, injuries good. injuries to my pride 
were significant. Those are the ones that last. They, <laughs> they say sticks and stones will, uh, will break my bones. The words and the, the, the pride are actually what lasts. That's, that's what gives the you words and the very, very regretful things that you did will never. <laughs> oh, okay. oh I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, okay. So, anyways, yeah. So, we were down in Oklahoma City and we had gone to Top Golf. Uh, which if you're not familiar with top golf, imagine bowling, but you rent out your like little area that you go bowling in. And instead of bowling, it's golf. Uh, okay. so I, like I enjoyed it quite a lot. Like it was, it, I was wonder, I was worried that we like, we were going to be paired up with people and stuff like that, but really it is like you rent out your like little lane quote unquote, but it's all outdoors. And, uh, anyway, so we did that and it's like a place where you can, it, it's kind of like a sports bar, like there's TVs and, like you can order drinks and food and etc. Anyways, we had a good old time. Uh, my wife beat me on uh, many of the <laughs> the games that we played. It's kind of like a driving range with a bunch of holes that you can shoot at, and if you get close, you get points. If you get really really close, you get more points. If it's super far, you get more points. Anyways, okay. uh, my sense. wife, cool. my wife, I, I used to uh, attribute it to beginner's luck, but it's just straight up she's just better at me at golf. But it was a good time. <laughs> Anyways, so I tell all that to say, it was our 10-year anniversary trip. Uh, We were on our way back. We both have been running a lot more recently. I think we've talked about that a little bit off air. Yes. And my wife, like I, growing up, like when I was in high school, like I I did track, I did football, fairly athletic. Uh, I'm a very competitive person. And we were joking back and forth because recently she's really, really been you know, hitting that old treadmill and, uh, and, and is by all accounts more dedicated to the craft of running than I am. <laughs> but like I said, I have that little bit of a com- competitive vein in me. Not so not you, not you. This, this is a shocker to me. This is new information. New I know information. it's, it's very surprising anyways. So we were talking crap back and forth to each other about how we would be able to beat each other in a foot race. And I said, well, like, why don't we just do it now? Like, we're we're on this abandoned sidewalk walking back to our hotel. Like, we sh- <laughs> we need to put our stuff down. We're like, it was like right in front of an abandoned parking lot uh, that looked like it had some construction stuff. And I'm like, we we need to run. And normally, my wife has the uh, has the <laughs> I I don't normally have a filter on the things that I think are good ideas and bad ideas. My wife normally fills that role, and I don't want to say that like. There were drinks involved or anything like that, but it was our ten year anniversary, and we were in Oklahoma City, the city of the, the city I just of want to say, the city of bricks time. and brews. <laughs> yeah. the, the ideal time to have a foot race is <laughs> 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 like, like it was like eight thirty p.m. in Oklahoma City, I like it. Uh, a little bit outside our hotel. Anyways, we sat down all of our stuff, and because she, she she called me out on it, she's like, "I think I can beat you." So the the sidewalk went into this like like it was like a place that was being developed and they were redoing the parking lot and there were like cones on the far side um where they were like blocking off where people couldn't drive into the parking lot accidentally. Anyways, so but we were walking so we could easily get to that. So we Okay. We sat our stuff down. Imagine like a hundred yards down there's like six or seven cones blocking off the uh the middle of the the parking area. Okay. We we start a foot race. I let her count down so that we would both go at the same time. And if anybody had a disadvantage, it would be me. And I'll tell you what, Nick, I freaking like I felt like I was in the middle of high school track again. 
Like I was <laughs> flooring, like I was doing so good. We were running off uh, into the west, like it was like it was a westward facing run that we were doing, and right about the time, like I like I was totally winning. Like I knew I was doing good. Like I I won the race. As I was finishing, you could see the shadow um, of a building across the area that we were running, okay. and a, and about point. Two seconds or so before you get to the shadow, we both realized, I realized first, as I was in first place, uh, that there weren't just cones in front of us, but that there was a chain connecting all the cones, and that these cones <laughs> were planted <laughs> in concrete. It was a finish line. They and got the finish line for you, so, <laughs> so imagine the Olympics. Just run through the like ribbon. It's, it's, it's qualified. Yeah. So imagine running through the ribbon, except for the ribbon is planted in PVC pipe with, <laughs> with the super big chain going between them that you could not see. In my defense, and my wife will defend me on this, you could not see until you were like literally on top of it. I don't but know I why was, your wife would was, defend you on this. I was at the fastest sprint I have ever been in the last 10 years. And I hit this chain anchored by concrete <laughs> as hard as I've ever hit anything in my life. Oh, my God. And I, if if you look up ungraceful fall in the dictionary, it literally has a gift I wish so bad this was on YouTube. I wish uh, so bad. Nick. I, I just want to let you know, I don't know why your wife would defend you on this. You're, you seem really eager to tell everyone how you won the race. <laughs> No, I I won the race, but I won the maximum amount of shame possible that anybody could win. Nick, I I I hit it so hard, and like instantly, like the okay. Here's how it goes. So one, I'm very proud that I can still run fast. Like I'm glad that I still got that in me. I beat I beat my wife, who is significantly shorter than me. Also, like immediately afterwards, I have the dread of the fact like I. I'm running into a chain that is linked to concrete and the concrete is falling over and I am hurting very bad. And then I have Doesn't feel the good. fact I, then I have the fact that like the the social dread. Like there are people that are driving up and down this street and they <laughs> there's a good chance that well first off you look up there is clearly a security camera right above us. <laughs> so, <laughs> So that's not great. Like good. It's very good. I so if there wasn't, you know, part of me that was already like, there's no way we're leaving this other than immaculate. (laughs) Like the the (laughs) the fact that there was a freaking camera watching witnessing all of this. Uh, just like the thought of somebody watching on a security camera footage. Uh, some people putting down like a purse and some leftover food and some other stuff and then <laughs> sprinting directly into this chain and then the yeah. shame afterwards. Anyways. So, I mean, I had all the reasons, but if nothing else, I, I do feel like I'm a good person, Nick. And even yeah. without all the other factors, I wanted to make sure I picked it all up and put it back together. That it was, was kind of hard. They're pretty heavy. Like they're like, <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't do like you're like exerting yourself after you like <laughs> the amount of shame I had to do. Like as I was like untangling these metal chains that oh, were like no. wrapped around the concrete post, like 
Oh my gosh, Nick. I It's not ideal, Jeff. Uh, yeah. So that was our 10-year anniversary trip. It was a good time all in all. Capped it um, off really well. Capped but, it off exceptionally but well. boy, howdy, did I just cavalierly thrust myself into this week I hurt myself fame. Because, man, <laughs> that was bad. That was real, real bad. That's not ideal. Okay, so I want to talk about, um, before we move into our last topic tonight, or what I anticipate to be our last topic, I want to talk about uh, home video. Did you guys do a lot of home video growing up? No, not really. Okay. That's interesting. Was it just like, because I, I do know like people our age and I do like normally I feel like, oh man, we're so far apart in age. But uh, no, I feel fine. like I feel like this one, we're close enough that yeah, it really, it um, really is kind of like a how early on did your parents or your family adopt technology in that area? Also, the, obviously, it comes with how like early on did my size. parents adopt technology is probably 2026, 2027. Okay, probably. so soon they'll figure out that. Yeah, <laughs> figure it out. Yeah, I, uh, I I think that's actually the answer of why my parents don't really have cameras and stuff. They my dad asks me to to do stuff with his cameras when I've like, it's like that. I already I already set up your camera. Like I already did that. What do you mean it doesn't work? All you do is press the record button. It's a GoPro. It's fine. <laughs> so i mean now, now i mean obviously now we have uh phones and phones are uh pretty adept at uh recording things i'd say uh a little bit more so True. than phones of the early 90s when we grew up but but no we, we grew up in a family that was very early on adopters of like the internet and uh camcorders and stuff like that like i remember um the early 90s my dad filming stuff he uh also pretty well documented all of the building because he built all of our our house that we grew up in um in the the early aughts or late 90s and like that was really cool to go back and watch but what i what i remember so very very clearly was like growing up especially like during during holidays and stuff like that we would go back and watch the old va like i don't know what the actual uh format was but like we would, we'd pop them in, you had like this little VHS adapter and you would watch uh, stuff. And it was interesting, like it was really, really cool because you would start at the beginning of that particular tape and you would just basically watch it all the way through, like which would sometimes be, you know, multiple hours if like we were sitting down long enough to do that. Um, and you would, you would see lots of things that were in today's time, not all that or like in any time, I suppose, uh, was not all that interesting per se, but like it was super, super cool because it's like a snapshot in time. Maybe that would be, you know, like getting ready for dinner the day before Christmas or something like that. And I I find it interesting because there is a very low likelihood, despite the fact that we record so much nowadays, that we will ever unless I spend an enormous amount of time actually doing it, there's a very, very low likelihood that my kids ever watch something like that. Like we would watch family videos because you could just pop in whatever year that, you know, that tape was from and you would just watch it and maybe you would fast forward some and whatever, but like you would have that tape and you would watch it through. And then maybe you would pick a tape that was from, you know, a few years later and watch it through. But it is, it is like a Herculean effort to actually go through and watch like a year's worth of videos nowadays. Maybe there's like an app that like syncs with Google drive and can find all the videos and patch them together. 
But like, if I wanted to do that with my kids right now, I would have to go video by video and watch each and every video. And it feels like that is, that's too bad uh, to some like I, I, have, I, I have a question with this. Okay. Do you think it's the, the inconvenience of the format or do you think it's like, I think it's kind of like a two part issue in like in my head, at least I think it's a two part issue. One, I think that we can have an abundance, like an overabundance of content in -hmm. terms of like our own content, but also just the world has a ton of content. And like, because of that, we're all very, very already connected to content. Cause like we would sit down and look at like scrapbooks and stuff or not even scrapbooks, but like photo books or whatever the hell. Um, and I don't know the word I'm looking for because I'm terrible, but not scrapbooks. Um, albums. But or albums. Wow. There you go. Yeah. yeah photo yeah. albums. Yeah. Photo albums. Yeah. But like, I don't do that anymore. I have a lot of photos and I, I try to keep in t- like in touch with that by having a digital photo, uh, a digital picture frame that like rotates stuff. But I think that we're less like as a community and as a culture, just less likely to sit down and like kill that time because we can kill our time with a million things. We have like the little device that, that freaking will kill all of our time and all of us can just connect to that in like an instant. And it's, it's, I think that like we are in the, even in just like the last like 15 years, we've shifted how much we're willing to spend time just doing kind of mundane things and kind of a mundane like use of time. And we have so much content that I don't know that like my, cause, cause I'm with you. When I look at my phone and I look through like my photo album, I look at photos. I have like thousands of photos that like, I'm just never going to look at again, really. You know what I mean? They're just like, they're just there. They basically just make it harder for me to find stuff. And I don't even take that. Like, I'm not one of those people who takes photos of every day, everything, but you know. How do know. you, how do you, how do you feel about your digital photo album? I'm, um, I'm curious. I, I like it. Um, we have it in our like living room and uh, it's nice. Be- I, I, there's pictures of Ayn on there. There's pictures of me and Jen and, like we can always, or like you know, stuff from vacations and stuff. And it's cool because it's like, oh, remember that? Remember that view and this the sunset is like on the on the boat? And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or oh my god, look at Ayn in that picture. It's great. Whatever. And uh, for our listeners, Ayn's our dog. Because um, I I'm one of those people. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, it's it's definitely not perfect. I I really struggle with it because I I take a fair amount of pictures because I have the kids and yeah. we take lots of videos and I can remember watching videos of myself when I was a kid, um, probably, you know, a few times a year we would watch random things that we did. And I actually did, uh, edit the video, uh, that I made for mother's day back in, I don't know, a couple of years ago where mm-hmm. I, I edited together videos from, the time that Katie was pregnant to the time that Averin was, uh, I don't know, like one or two or so. And then I think maybe even when she was pregnant with Alice, like I, I edited together that video and it took like, which I don't mean that as like a, like a super oh good job. Jeff, you did a good job being a husband, no, 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 totally. but like, but like it, it took a, a lot of time to do that. And like, not that I did a lot of editing, just like to find all the right yeah. clips and, I, I really, really enjoy that. It's like a 13 minute video, but like, my gosh, to do that for everything would take so, so long. And to find those videos is super hard. I don't know. Like it it is, 
And sometimes it's like, how often are you really gonna watch it? I, I don't, I, I don't want to say that about your thing because, like, you know, that's that's a special time. That's an incredibly special time, right? So, like, I and also you could always go back and watch it once twenty years from now, and it might be worth it, right? Yeah. But at the same time, that's like for more mundane things. How are you supposed to justify? Like, oh, remember the vacation? That was pretty cool. Like, it was a cool, like five day vacation that we did, like somewhere. It's cool. I, like, I. I, I so my opinion is it like even without kids like editing together a few years of your life is worth it uh even if it is just something that you look at 20 years from now i i have found that to be true on repeat the older i've gotten like i really really do love going back and looking through our photos from our honeymoon for example I, i i just i genuinely think that that is totally worth it but I, the the amount, it's crazy because like you would think that as technology improves and things get easier, like being able to appreciate those moments would get easier. But I genuinely do think I have more memories of watching myself from when I was a kid because it would just be playing that stupid, not VHS, but a thing that you could plug into a VHS. So like playing that cassette uh, of our lives because that was just that's where all the videos are and whether it was a school program or me playing football or us doing christmas stuff or whatever like it just is what it like it is what it was like there was no you weren't trying to fish it out amongst all the 70,000 photos that you had or the videos or screens like that that's the sort of thing that I hate is like yeah i mean you accidentally take a screenshot on your phone is just as important as taking a picture of your kids like there yeah maybe maybe no, that maybe that will change over time but i just i don't think that there is a a super good way for us to translate the benefit that we have of technology with all the ways that we can record and uh you know catalog our lives into something that is as digestible as it used to be back in the good old days where you could just pop in you know old home video and and watch it through and am i off base in that the <clears throat> the difference is just an overabundance of options and overabundance of like of content including your own like i mean I, it's weird calling your own photos and your own videos content it's not what is it not what it is but there's there's just so much that it's it's not even like being overstim it's kind of like being overstimulated uh overstimulated is not the right word but it's just like over saturated with so many options and so over oversaturated oversaturated is a nice way to put it because like it's you just here like in an ideal world like this is what my old nostalgia brain wants to enjoy is yeah i i love to sit down i like i would love to be able to sit down and watch videos of the highlights of my kids's like first five years of growing up like that that would be beautiful totally and we used to be able to do that like i i can still do that with my parents like they have just the video it's just the thing of it is is like it's the videos like there are no more no less it is just that is right. what you recorded right like the special times and they're all the videos and that's all you had whereas now they're intermixed with like 85 billion pictures of stupid stuff and videos of nothing because you constantly have a camera on yourself at all times. It's just, it it is so, so saturated with other things that it is much harder to 
to boil it down to what is actually the sort of thing that you would actually care about, you know, years down the road, if that makes yeah. sense. No, no, no. It, 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 yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree with the sentiment. Like, I, I completely get what you're getting at. Nick, this is a topic that I have not talked with many people in general. Um, I don't think I've talked with about uh, with you or hmm. definitely. I don't. I definitely don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. Maybe I'm crazy, and we have because if if there's a thing that I find that I feel like. Uh, I'm passionate that I want to talk about. It's really hard for me to push that down. And this is something that today I really felt like I wanted to talk about. It's not at all what I had originally anticipated being our main topic, main topic but yeah. something I want to talk about. Um, I'm and, here for it. Okay. Well, we're going to, we're going to dive right in. It might be a little bit weird, but I promise it's, it's good. Um, so we, we mentioned it earlier on. I, well, assuming I didn't cut it from the podcast, but my original uh, degree, I don't do it now in my day to day. I do data stuff, but my actual degree is in psychology and I am a really big proponent of doing therapy stuff. Uh, Nick, have I ever talked to you about this before? No. This, okay. So here's the thing. This has a big stigma and I'm just going to go out yeah. and say it. And I feel like of all the things that it feels like uncomfortable just talking about, I feel like I have a uh, utmost privilege to do so. Uh, I, my wife and I, we uh, have done for many years or a few years now, um, uh, marriage therapy, counseling therapy, what's the word? Couples therapy. I feel like it's like an unfair okay. uh, thing to say uh, like marriage counseling. That's like the normal word for it. But I, yeah. I really do feel like it is a totally cool thing. If you are at any point in a relationship to seek out a uh, third person to help build your relationship on, like have a, have something to build things off of. And here's the thing. Like, I, I get that that's a little bit weird and a little bit uncomfortable to say, or at least I'm, I'm, I'm such a people pleaser that I feel like that's something that I have to, um, yeah, you don't have to justify it. In my to mind. Just, like, yeah. it, like, but like, does it have that weird connotation to you? Like, and I want you to be genuine to me, Nick, like, does that feel weird to say um, that like, my wife and I have gone to marriage counseling for the past few years. Like, does that feel weird? So no. Um, Are you lying no. to me? And no. Like, well, it's it's weird in that it, it's weird in that nobody talks about it, and it's weird in that nobody acts like it's a good idea for them. Everyone likes to, to or not everyone. I think that we've reached a point where the, the there's less of people saying like, oh, only oh, they're in counseling or anything like that. I've never heard anyone personally say anything of that that sort. But I do know that like there's still an under the under the surface tension around mental health issues in general and being open and honest about people's mental health and their like whatever they have going on. And I know that like going to marriage counseling is not the same thing as mental health, but therapy or counseling is in that that uh, what's the word I'm looking for in, in that I, or whatever you know I, like, what, that. Yeah, I, I genuinely think it's the same thing. Like I. I like I think that going to marriage counseling or going to a therapist is like a personal therapist is, is the same thing. Like in the sense yeah. of like the benefit that it brings. I, as a person, who, again, I have the psychology background. Um, I have, we've been doing this for a few years. I have heard the, like the kind of weirdness around that, like what people think about it. And it is like, it does suck a bit. Um, yeah. 
And it makes me super, super hesitant to talk about. But I do feel like, like I said earlier on, I should say that like it is a thing that is extremely beneficial, um, both on a personal level. If if you're not in a relationship, obviously, um, getting you know having somebody to talk to is amazingly beneficial. Uh, but especially if you are in a committed relationship, or whatever that whatever the dynamics may be, it is extremely beneficial to have somebody to. Uh, have be a mediator between, you know, things that you want to do differently or you feel like should be different or you want to be better or want to improve or things in, in yourself that you see that you want to improve or things that your uh, significant other may see in themselves. And Nick, I, here's the thing. I feel super, super self-conscious talking about that publicly uh, which I'm now doing on a it, it, podcast in a very public setting. And I don't it, blame you, but like you, you, there's nothing to be self-conscious about in my mind. Like I, I think that that is like, it's it's not even that it's normal. Forget whether it's normal or not. It sounds like it's the right, if, it, if you think it's beneficial for you guys, then absolutely it's the right thing to do. Why would you not strengthen your, your, your marriage, your relationship? You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. It feels like when you talk about it with other people that it's like, oh man, this is like this last ditch effort that we're trying to toss in. Right. And it it should not have that sort of stigma. I mean, even with the stigma and like the uncomfortableness that it even brings me to talk about on this podcast, I I personally feel like, oh, and actually to go behind the scenes. So we just had the first in-person uh, therapy session with our therapist that we love so dearly for the first time since back in freaking probably January or February of 2020. And so like, I'm a little bit passionate about it because of like how much I remember how much it meant to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a hot minute, but I, and, and, and can I say like the, the whole, the, the, sorry to interrupt your, your thought, but, um, to, before you get too far astray from it, like, I, I would never in a million years have have thought of you guys have as like being on the you know the like the last ditch effort thing. To me, you and Katie, I, I, obviously, I don't see you guys as much in person any longer and everything. But like you, you two are both really complimentary of each other. Not just like and not in terms of like giving each other compliments, but you guys have an obviously compatible, kind relationship with each other. I would never have like painted that 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 image of you guys and. I, I think that shows that, like, you know, you don't have to be at some point where you're at each other's throats or can't stand each other to to benefit from the, from uh, from just counseling or whatever. Yeah, Sorry, I, I didn't mean to no, derail that, your thought. It's that that is genuinely very kind of you, and I super appreciate it. I just I do know, like, I've talked about this with other people before, and it is an extremely uncomfortable thing to talk about. And I yeah. wish that it was. I wish that it would not be because I I. I mean, first off, I'm the data guy. Like I do data for a living. <laughs> so like I know how significant of an impact those numbers are. Like it, to be able to say something like 30% of these relationships that are willing to do, you know, couples therapy, like That's how beneficial it is. Like that, the the fact that 30% or so, like, you know, give or, give or take 10%, like who knows, but like, the, the fact that that is so beneficial, but yet is, at least in our culture, so weird still. The fact that, like, yeah. me, me the guy who's willing to, like, bear his soul to nearly any stranger on the, you know, 
on the sidewalk. Like I, I find of all the things that it's hard for me to be honest about, that is really like one of the things that I hold closest to my chest. Uh, the fact that we, we go to counseling on a regular basis and, but anyways, so we, we went, um, recently, uh, well recently earlier today and originally I had another, uh, topic planned, but I really felt like I, I don't think it's fair to keep giving that sort of stigma toward doing counseling as a couple, especially, uh, it definitely, like, I also want to say like, there's, there should be no shame in doing that on a personal level too. Like that is something that I have not done personally, but very well may soon. Like I just, there is so much benefit to having an outside party, be able to have sure. somebody that you talk to. And like how often, like Nick, how often do you like take a step back and talk about what you're doing and your goals and how you're trying, like, what are you doing to try not to enough. achieve those things? And like, what are you doing to take care of yourself? What are you doing to become the person that you're wanting to be? Like, I, there's, there's no way that you're spending enough time doing that sort of thing. No. There's no way. And I, none of us, right? But I mean, a hundred percent, like I, I fall in that category a hundred percent. And in the same way, I, it was so refreshing to be like, we've done some of the remote, uh, sessions with our therapist, but there is no way that is like, I, and <laughs> COVID has been rough for many, 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 many reasons. Absolutely, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want to like uh, undersell that, but I to be able to have that time in person, to be able to make eye contact, to be able to do the things that we had done for a very long time, like it was, I can't. It was, it was so nice. Like I very. Like, That's awesome. I've I've never punched the card on do it again so fast. Like it was, <laughs> it was so nice. I. I guess the whole point of all of this is just to say, I really think that there is a lot of benefit that people can have from seeking, seeking out their mental health in a way that is probably not super culturally supported at this point. But I, I think that going to a regular session with a therapist, be it yourself or with your significant other you, you, I, I, I have never met anybody who has ever regretted spending time on their mental health. Like it's just, I, I know that this is not the sort of thing that we spend doing a research topic or whatever the heck, but like, for me, this is something that is three years in the research making. I, (laughs) I, I, it is ridiculous that I should feel awkward talking about the fact that my wife and I go to marriage counseling it is like literally the best freaking thing that we've done in the last 10 years that we've been together. Like there, that's there a big is, statement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To be able to do that in person for the first time in a year, man, it felt good. And man, does it make me feel passionate about the, the thing that I got my degree in all that long ago. Uh, that's I, awesome. I, I genuinely think it is something that has a lot of negative stigma that should not. And I don't really know how many more ways to repeat myself and say the same thing. No, and and it, it, to me, it doesn't even make sense that, that it does because like we're not all experts on the human brain, on relationships, on whatever, you know, like, so I've had my like fair share of like mental health stuff when I was growing up. And like, I can tell you that some of that stuff 
wasn't like my fault. It wasn't something that was wrong with me. It was just the reality of the world and brains and biology yeah. and life. And you can't like if you're if you're a person who just lives their life and goes to school and then goes to work after they go to school and then they get married and whatever, those are all normal things. And it doesn't equip you to be the perfect communicator to your wife or to be the perfect diagnose, uh, have perfect diagnostic skills for your relationship, for what you're doing on every, on your day-to-day basis and how you're taking care of yourself and a million things. And like, I don't think that there's any, shame or anything wrong with the idea that you like an expert could help us understand that kind of thing better like any of those things it doesn't matter you know if it's if like you said if it's a solo session or if it's with a, 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 uh, your significant other it's it's like what is the difference what does it matter it's you're getting help you're making your life you're finding someone who can potentially help you make your life better anyways okay despite all that nick we should probably wrap things up yeah probably uh, probably um th- we are going to right after uh, i don't know if you haven't looked too closely but uh nick oh have I you looked, looked at have you no, looked at hawks bucks game oh my gosh oh okay my we, we uh, th- uh as fast as we can go nick this has been the year we started a uh, podcast uh we are going to record the year we started another podcast we talk about nba stuff especially when there's games that are extremely 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 ah, close uh timestap.com forward slash timestap that's not how. Wow, patreon.com forward slash. All right, Nick, read your read your part. Nick, hurry, go. You can also follow us on, uh, at Tywasap on Nick, Twitter. Nick, thank you for potting with me. Instagram. You're welcome. This is the year we started the podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I went from super serious for like freaking 20 minutes. No, I loved to, it. I we loved have it. to watch this freaking game. Yeah.